You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and welcome to episode number 260 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today, I've got a great guest for you, Miss Rosa Garcia. She's somebody that I've been working with on trying to get her podcast off the ground, and she's going to have a blended family podcast for Spanish-speaking families. But even if you don't speak Spanish, you will definitely want to hear this guest. She's got a lot of great information, including some really great tips on what to do if you have cultural differences in your home. You know, recently I got a request for that topic from somebody else, and I will be covering that soon, but today's show will also have some tips about what to do if your blended family consists of two different cultures, because that really um, can create a lot of new challenges in your blended family. Um, And so I really think you're going to enjoy this interview, so stay tuned for that. Last week, if you missed it, was the part two of The Teenage Perspective. Remember, we had part one. For the parents, part two was for your teenagers, and I would really love to know how many of you listened to the show and how did your teenager listen to the show? And did they find it helpful? Or do they have any follow-up questions for that or any kind of feedback at all from those two shows? Please write to me. You can get me on Facebook for now still, or you can write to me, Melissa, at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I would love to hear some feedback on whether or not that show or those two shows were helpful for you and then next week we've got a really fun show i had so much fun with this person doing this interview Uh, he has a podcast called bitty bedtime stories and he's just he's got these characters and it's just such a fun idea that he has these bedtime stories um, for really all ages mostly for kids obviously but you definitely want to come next week and check out that interview it's it's a lot of fun and recently i was on joel hawbaker's podcast which is called 10 cbf which is the 10 commandments for blended families i don't know if you remember a while back um, he was on this show and i really respect joel he's somebody in the blended family space who he just He stands for morals and values, and he has a really good heart, and he's a really good family man, and um, so I really think you should give his show a chance. Obviously, you can listen to the episode that I was on, which is season two, episode two, but at the same time, I think that you should really support him as well because he's got an unbelievable show, and his 10 commandments for blended families are the rules we should really all live by. So I'd love for you to check that out, and I will definitely put a link to that in the show notes for you. And just to kind of update you on a couple of things, so Sean Sean and I went away this last weekend, only for one night. We found a hotel on a Sunday night, right, because you got to know where you could save money. And so we were like, we'll just do a Sunday night instead of a Saturday because it's cheaper. And we got a hotel. It was like $60. It was nothing but we felt like we needed to get away from the house. And it wasn't even that the kids were all here, but you know how it is when you're in the house, you're thinking of work, you're thinking of chores, you're thinking of things that need to be done. And so sometimes it's just good if you can get away. And I know not everybody has the means, 
We don't either. I mean, we have actually, we haven't been away in a very long time, but it was just something that we felt like we needed. And it was very refreshing just to kind of do that. And so um, I just strongly encourage anybody, if you're feeling stressed out, even with one another, if you're just feeling uptight, see if you can just make an escape. Even if you can't go overnight, go take a day trip somewhere. Just getting away from the house really just does amazing things for you as a couple because you can actually both relax a little bit. And so I highly recommend it. It's something that Sean and I used to do all the time. Um, but, you know, with the circumstances right now, it's not something that everybody's doing. So we just had, you know, a really, a really great time. So I feel refreshed ready to dive back into some stuff. Um, I did have another question that I'd like some feedback on. So I'm sure some of you have heard and some of you have probably not heard that we are in a spiritual type of ascension right now. By the way, if this all sounds really weird to you, what I'm about to say, just don't worry about it. I'm only going to talk about it for a minute. Uh, so no big deal. And, and just <laughs> it doesn't matter. But for those who understand what I'm saying, if you're familiar with 5D spiritual ascension or the great awakening as they call it or some things that you see happening in our world right now that you're really starting to question you know some people call it a matrix there's all kinds of things that are going on you've probably been hearing about this you've probably seen stuff about this on social media well I would like to talk about it I would like to open up a conversation about it because I am following that and I'm very spiritual but I don't want to bring a show to you guys if nobody's really interested in that topic and so I might even consider doing like maybe a bonus episode or something like that but let me know please I, I just need to know so just shoot me some feedback in any method that I mentioned earlier on Facebook or by email and just let me know hey I'm into it or hey I'm not into it um, and if I don't get enough responses, I probably won't cover that topic. And I'm definitely not going to cover really the topic of spiritual ascension necessarily because that information is everywhere. More what I'd like to cover is if it is happening and you're aware of it in your home, how it affects your blended family and how you can deal with it and work with it and all of that. So let me know if that's a topic that you're interested in and I'll cover it. And as always, um, I welcome every topic, just like the, the other gal that wants me to do the one on cultural differences, I welcome it. So if you have a topic that you'd like to hear, and you don't see it in the archives, and I haven't covered it before, please let me know. I'm always looking for new topics and definitely want to cover what you want to listen to and what's going to help you. So please always feel free to connect. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not great on social media as far as the back and forth, but if you write to me, I will answer you. I'm just not a person that's really lingering in the group because I'm so busy, but if you write to me on social media, on Facebook, I will answer you. I will get back to you. I will communicate with you. If you tag me in a post, most likely I'll get it. Um, I'm just really having a hard time with Facebook, but I will get it together. Uh, but I want to be more in communication with you guys. Um, I think that's important. I think our sense of community is really important, especially right now with everything going on in the world. So let me know how I can be better with that with you. Um, tell me what you need from me and I really want to make this better for everybody. 
you know, I know I haven't covered much on the financial sector lately, and that's just because we, when I got sick and I realized I was doing too much, I kind of put that a little bit on the back burner. We are still doing it, but I'm not pushing it forward as much because really what I'm trying to do is bring this information to you and help you with your blended family because right now I think that's what people need more than ever and right now people aren't really looking at their finances because they're so stressed out about everything else. Um, obviously we do that and I'm here if you need me for that but in the meantime I'm just trying to put more into this podcast for you so that I can make it the very best and I do have a lot of plans and things that I want to accomplish and I promise those things are on the horizon. Um, I just, I'm trying to practice self-care and I'm trying to not push myself to the point where I did before. So if you see me slack off at all, it, it actually doesn't mean that I'm overworking. It means that I'm trying to take better care of myself because I'm on this healing journey and speaking of that, I'm so excited because I have somebody coming on the show soon. I don't have a date yet, but I am working on this, which is the person who has helped my husband and I with our diet, who was recommended to us by somebody else. And he is an Eastern practitioner, and he really helps you nail down your diet based on what element you are. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, you, the elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And what he does is he figures out what your body type is. And there is a very specific diet related to your body type. And I can't even begin to tell you how this is changing my life and how it has changed my husband's life. And I spoke with him again last night because we got a session from my mother-in-law who lives with us. Because she's been following our diet and, and, you know, watching what we're doing. And she's not really feeling well physically. And so we want to get her diet in check. And it was funny because it turns out she needs to be on the same diet as I am, which is extremely helpful. But anyway, I digress. So I was on Zoom with him last night. And he said he'd be happy to come on this show and talk about this with you guys. And I'm telling you, this is life-changing and it would be life-changing for your family as well. So with that, I'm going to let you guys go listen to this interview. I have no further announcements except please subscribe to the show so you don't miss any episodes and share it with those that you love that you think could benefit from the message. Okay, so I will see you guys next week. Enjoy this interview with my friend, Rosa. Living the Good Life Naturally is a self-care company focusing on magnesium. Statistics show that up to 50% of the U.S. population is magnesium deficient, which can cause a multitude of health issues including headaches, muscle cramps, seizures, hair loss, and more. Kristen Bowen, founder, created the company out of her own personal health struggles, so she really cares, and she has a mission to help others achieve optimal health. I myself am a huge believer in these products, and I use them on a daily basis. It's been especially helpful for my anxiety and my pain. Try the magnesium soak, the magnesium spray, or the delectable bath bombs for an extra treat. And check out the website to see the entire product line and learn more at livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. Or you can go back and listen to episode number 237 when Kristen was on this show. Don't forget to use my promo code BLENDED to receive a special discount. Order today and get your health back. 
Rosa Garcia is a loving mom to seven children. Yes, you heard right, seven kids, five bio and two stepchildren. Not only does she dedicate her time to her multicultural family, but she's also the host on the Me Familia and Semblada podcast, which in English means My Blended Family. The goal of her podcast is to help blended families in the Spanish-speaking community by sharing her personal stories, what she's learned in the process of becoming a blended family, the resources that have been helped to her, interviews with experts, listener stories, and so much more. So welcome to the show, Rosa. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so what the listeners don't know is Rosa and I have become friends because we've been talking back and forth as she was, you know, learning the ropes and trying to get her podcast off the ground. And she's just a wonderful person. But Rosa, I want to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit more about your amazing, large, blended family. Thank you, Melissa. Well... There's a lot to say about my blended family. As you can tell, I have lots of kids with different personalities. But um, to begin with, Jason and I met at work. We knew each other for five years before we started dating. And we became a blended family in March of last year, which was in the middle of the pandemic. Mm. Um, I have five biological children and he has two. So altogether, we have seven kids. I have a 15-year-old girl, a 13-year-old boy, two 11-year-old boys, one 10-year-old boy, an 8-year-old girl, and a 7-year-old boy. As you can tell from their ages, we have two teenagers at home. Jason's kids are not teenagers yet, so he had no experience dealing with teenagers, and neither did I. They became teenagers when we started living together. So um, we have decided that the best thing to do is um, to take some online courses, read parenting books, and we were so lucky to find your podcast in the process um, because it's really helped us in this unique situation. I really thought I was alone the whole entire time, and I had never been a blended family. This was all new to everybody. So I really was looking for those resources. Um, and right now we're applying all the skills we have learned. And we've learned how to show up in a better way and how to be better parents to all these kids. Well, that is amazing. And I'm so glad that you found my podcast and that it actually uh, prompted you to want to start your own because you have a lot to share with people. And I want to talk about your COVID situation, Rosa, because this this is a very unique situation. You got together and started living together in March. And that's when everything, you know, really hit the fan over here in, in the States. And so it's very unusual because most people find when you move in together and you're starting a blended family, it's chaotic. It's difficult. You're all trying to learn the ropes and learn the dynamics between yourselves. But you had a situation where you were all being basically quarantined together at the very beginning, which is so much more challenging right. than what another blended family might have to deal with. And so I want you to talk to us a little bit about that. Like, how did you even deal with that in the beginning? And how how did that go? Because that could be enough to tell a family, like, this is not even going to work. So how did you make it work? 
Gosh, it was so hard. I remember in the beginning, um, we started, like I said, we started living together in March. We moved in together in March. And luckily, Jason um, stopped working for about a month and a half, which gave us time to kind of connect as a blended family. But I was working, so he was staying home with all the kids. I mean, he went from having two kids at home to having seven. Mm. And they he didn't really know my children that well. Like, so he didn't really know the personality. So it's really challenging for him. But then he started working. And through all that time, I didn't stop working. So we were both working. The kids started staying home alone. And it just started getting really crazy in the summer. Like things, it just the chaos started as soon as there was no parents home. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> right? So then in the summer... Um, they decided, the school district decided that they were going to do remote learning only. So that's when we started looking into making this important decisions for our family, which meant that one of us was going to have to stop working because there was no way these seven kids were going to be able to do any schoolwork or anything around the house. I mean, gosh, they weren't even eating lunch when we were at work. So that was very challenging. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, it sounds like it for sure. So you decided you were going to homeschool, or they had had to be homeschooled basically because of the remote learning. So, tell me, because I know that you really made it work, and I know that you you know you moved your I, I think it was your living room around or whatever so that they could all be in there. So why don't you explain how you learned to manage homeschooling seven kids? which is like, it's almost like a miniature classroom, basically, but they're all such different ages. So I want to, maybe you can give us some tips, tell us what your challenges were. Tell us anything about that, that you had to go through. Well, like I said, I stopped working. So that was a huge change. Um, that was a decision that I had to make. Jason didn't want to pressure me to make that decision. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I knew that was the right thing to do. So I, stay home now with all seven kids. Um, we had, in the beginning, we had to sit down with the kids to let them know that we had made that decision. So that really helped. Um, I think that gave them some peace of mind because they knew they weren't going to be alone. And we all sat down and we made a list of responsibilities that we were all going to have with the new change. Um, then Jason and I made a contract based on the suggestions that the kids had given us and all the kids signed it. So everybody knew their responsibilities and the consequences for not going through with them. So that really helped. Um, I also made a routine for them and they had some input in that too. And our routine is wake up in the morning, have breakfast, they clean up after themselves they get school supplies ready. Um, they are all responsible for logging into their calls and doing the assigned work. Um, I don't check schoolwork until 3.30, so I give them all that time to do their schoolwork. I'm responsible for lunch, and I try to get them outside to play when the weather's nice um, because I think they already spend a lot of time in front of a screen. I just want them to get outside and be active. Um, 
And we were doing this Monday through Friday, even on the weeks that we didn't have them. So we we have a 50-50 custody agreement with the bio parents, okay. um, week on, week off. And even on the weeks that they had them, I would go pick them up from the other parents and we would do schoolwork here. And then the other parents would pick them up um, after work. But things, yeah, things um, definitely have changed now Uh, with the hybrid model. They are going to school twice a week now and they all go to school on the same day. So that gives me a break when we do have them and uh, they do on demand the rest of the week. So they just do their schoolwork. They have no meets. Um, uh, now that they're with the other parents on the week on, or now on the weeks that they're with the other parents, I only pick them up on Wednesday. And that's something that the kids asked me to do. They just felt more comfortable with me helping them with their schoolwork and checking schoolwork on Wednesday, even when they're at the other parents. So they get that um, chance to connect with the other parents more and be over at the other parents' house more now that they have that hybrid model. Wow. I mean, it really sounds like you did everything right. I think the the best thing that you did was enforcing a routine and a schedule because when kids don't have that, everything is chaos. And so you did that. Did you have any challenges? Was there any resistance in the beginning or did they seem to fall into it pretty well? So I think what really helped us was that we had um, family meetings before that. So that meeting that we had when we made the decision to for me to stop working really didn't go as bad as we thought it would. But there was challenges like, you know, the kids, sometimes they just get on their computers and watch YouTube while they're supposed to be doing schoolwork. And, but, you know, I'm here to monitor that and to guide them through that. So there's definitely been challenges. Yeah. I mean, there, there can't not be with that many kids. I I wouldn't want to do it. I'll tell you that my kids are older right now. I feel for all of the parents and all of my listeners that are trying to work and manage a family and then also do homeschooling and make sure that they're logging in and doing their work. I found with one of my kids, she just never wanted to do it and she doesn't live with me. So I had a very hard time monitoring her. But with kids just all around the country, it's just very difficult right now. So I appreciate all of those tips, Rosa. Thank you. And us as parents, we've had to learn or relearn everything we learned in school. And <laughs> like they have new ways of doing math. So I've had to relearn everything from, you know, my son that's in first grade to my middle schoolers. And it's it's hard. It's hard to help them when you don't really know where they're at. Yeah, yeah, totally. They do have very different ways of learning these days than we had. We just they had to do. memorize stuff. Now they've got methods and they have to show their work and it's very it's very challenging. So kudos to you. Thank now, you. I want to move along and talk a little bit about something else which makes your family very unique is that your blended family encompasses two different cultures and Yes. I know that uh, there's a lot of people. In fact, I just got a request from one of my listeners that wanted me to do a whole topic around this. And we're going to talk a little bit about it today, but I'm also going to do a different show on it as well. Because when you're blending a family with two different cultures, I know that you come across lots of things. And to be honest, I don't care any two blended families that you're, you're bringing together, even if you're from the same culture, is going to have 
different methods, different ways of doing things, different traditions even. But in your situation, um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the two cultures that came together. And then I want to talk about some of the unique challenges that you have or the unique differences that you have in your blended family. Right. So before we start, I just want to make it clear that I'm not trying to discriminate or generalize, but I do believe that our culture shaped the way we see things and we do things. And everything that I'm about to talk um, about is based on my experiences. I do have to say that there's many cultural differences in my relationship and in my family. One of the most significant ones was our parenting styles. I grew up in a super Mexican household. Both both my parents are Mexican. And I believe that us Mexicans tend to be a little bit more strict with our children. Um, and that is exactly how I was with my kids. I was definitely the drill sergeant. And Jason was like way too nice to his kids. I feel like his kids didn't really have boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that was difficult. Um, so we had to... Um, come together and compromise our parenting styles and work on our parenting skills together so we could be better parents to um, all seven kids. And then another one was um, the language. (laughs) That was a huge uh, challenge because even though um, we speak English, my kids and I speak English, my kids are fully bilingual. And I am too. And they like to communicate with me in Spanish. So when we're together, they say things in Spanish. And I believe it makes Jason and his kids feel like they're not part of us. Mm -hmm. So that has been something that we've had to work with. And um, I'm very proud of my culture. And we like watching like our Spanish shows and listening to our Spanish music and uh, that has been shocking to to Jason, I think, and difficult for him. I feel really bad for him sometimes, but I do try to include him in everything we do and say or explain why we're doing certain things. Um, my food, um, I've, I've fed the kids as soon as I moved in. Um, I started making my Mexican food. And in the beginning, it was difficult because food is a huge part of my culture. So I, I enjoy cooking because I enjoy eating. And I would cook for the family. And sometimes I would feel like my food was not appreciated or liked. And like I said, I'm very proud of my culture. So it was very hurtful to me. But that has changed now. The boys really enjoy my food. And they even asked me to cook my Mexican dishes when they're here. Um, They love going to the Mexican store to get their Mexican snacks. So things have changed. They've gotten better. Um, But yeah, it was challenging. And then another thing was traditions. Um, I have my traditions, my Mexican traditions, and I've had to compromise on that. Um, but I think more than anything, because we have to do what, what works best for our family with the custody, with the custody arrangements that we have with the other parents. Right. So, I mean, I find this also interesting how you navigated this because that is enough right there alone to cause a lot of issues in a family, especially the language thing. And so, um, what I want to know is. 
what kind of advice do you have? Like looking back now, and and you did some really great things here. I see with with the family, but do you have advice for families that are coming together with two different cultures? Maybe something that they should do in the beginning to try to make this more seamless because there are a lot of differences there. Yeah. So my advice would be just to be open to learning different things and trying different things. Be very patient. I have to constantly remind myself that there are things that I do and that I believe that are based on my culture that really don't make sense to Jason. So I have to take the time to explain it to him and explain to him why it's important to me. Um, It is also good to learn how to compromise. There are things or traditions that are very important, like I said to me, that are not really important to him and vice versa. So we've had to learn um, to compromise. Well, that's great. That's great. And so you you said you do, um, I thought you said the last time we were talking that you do some nights that you do like a culture night where you might have um, just specifically Spanish focused for the evening or specifically English focused for the evening. Do you guys do that? We do. We I have um, our Mexican food night where the kids get to pick their food, whatever they want us to make. Um, usually it's carne asada tacos. They They don't like eating other stuff than that. Like they love tacos. And yeah. we also do like different types of tacos. So they'll, they'll try different types of tacos. But yeah, we do have that taco night. And we do French toast Saturday. So nice. we do that on Saturday mornings. You know, I think for people listening who may feel that having two different cultures is an obstacle, I think people can start to rework that in their mind and realize what a blessing it can be, that you're actually exposing the children to another culture that they wouldn't have otherwise. And I think that it can be really a blessing in a lot of ways, don't you think? Yeah, they've definitely learned a lot. I feel like his kids have learned a lot. My kids have learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Jason has learned a lot. So yeah, it's it's a blessing. It's definitely changed our lives for better. Yeah, yeah. And so for the listeners, stay tuned because there will be another episode coming soon where we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the different culture thing. Um, but that's all we were going to talk about today here with Rosa. But I just thought that she'd be a perfect intro to the topic because she's really has been doing it. Um, so Rosa, just let's just go back and talk about your blended family a little bit because you've been together now um, for the year living together under quarantine. So what did you maybe learn through this process that if you could start over something that maybe you wish you did a little bit differently in the beginning, now that you've had this year of refocus and to learn maybe what might not have gone so well, is there anything? Well, I think that one of the things that I would have done differently from the beginning is not push my culture too much on his kids and him from the beginning. Um, I would have given the family a little bit more time to adjust to two different cultures. I feel like I was very pushy and I wanted everything done my Mexican way. But yeah, that's what I would have done differently. That's some great advice. So help the family ease into it instead of pushing. But you were probably very excited, as we all are when we start a new blended family. We're very excited. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, we don't always understand that sometimes the kids need a little bit more time to adjust to things. So that's some great advice. Um, I also know that you're doing a lot of things really, really, really good in your blended family. And so why don't you share maybe a few things that you're proud of that you know that you guys have right? Gosh, um, I feel like staying home has taught me a lot about myself. I... I'm definitely more patient than when I what I was before with the kids and with the house. And I've learned how to um, not take things personally from the kids. Uh, I, I know that they act a certain way sometimes and it's not something that I'm doing wrong. So I've learned how to be kind to myself and I'm good at not reacting so much anymore. Um. I think I'm better at dealing with the daily chaos. I know that I had five kids before, but I was working out of the house all the time, outside the home all the time. So I didn't really have to deal with um, the kids that much and for this much time in the day. So I'm dealing with the chaos better and I'm creating structure for the kids. I think I've been good at that. And I've also learned how to apply all the stuff I've learned and put it into practice. Which is huge, which is huge because most people learn things and they, they don't know how to put it into practice. And the fact that you're doing that um, is, it really says a lot about you as a mom and a stepmom. So, and you're doing it so well that you decided you were going to create your own podcast. And so I want to talk about your podcast. I want you to Tell us about it. Tell us why you're creating it. Who's it for? I'm going to give you a chance to talk about that now. Great. Thank you. So when we became a blended family, I started looking for resources to make our transition smoother. I was, like I said, I was lucky to have uh, found you. But then I realized how hard it is to find those resources for blended families, families in English, let alone in Spanish. Uh, to begin with, I believe that that is due to our culture and what they have thought of, taught us about divorce. And but what I mean is in Latin America, in the Latin American culture. Um, but that is changing very quickly, especially with the newer generations. So we were talking, Jason and I, one day we were sitting by the lake and I was telling him about the lack of resources in Spanish, in our Spanish speaking community. And I mentioned how awesome it would be to have all those resources we have found as parents, but in Spanish. And he knows how important it is for my community, for me to help my community and how much I love to help others. So he suggested that I should be that person to take those resources to help other blended families. So my goal with this podcast is to provide those resources to blended families to help them make their blending experience easier, but in my language. So in my podcast, I will be telling my personal stories, what I have learned from them, and I will be using the resources that I have used for my family. I will have guests with unique experiences, and hopefully I can find lots of experts that speak Spanish for my community. Um, I would like to eventually either translate or create my own courses in Spanish that can help blended families. 
And my podcast is basically created for the Spanish-speaking blended families. And I will cover a lot of your topics um, in my podcast as well. Yeah, and I think that this is truly fantastic. And you're right, there are not a lot of resources for blended families. When I started my podcast, it was about six years ago, a little over that now, and there was virtually nothing. And now there's quite a bit more, um, but you're right, there's nothing for the Spanish-speaking community that I've seen. And it's so important. It's it's very, very important that everybody gets the information. So it's really wonderful that you're doing this work. Uh, we really all appreciate it. Uh, how can people reach you? So people can reach me by visiting my page, mifamiliaensamblada.com. And they can also email me at rosa at mifamiliaensamblada.com. I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, which is uh, my Facebook page is Rosa Garcia. And my Instagram page is mifamiliaensamblada. That's perfect. And for the listeners, I'm going to add all of those links into the show notes so you don't have to remember them right now. If you if you can't jot it down, don't worry. It'll be right there in the show notes for you. But Rosa, before we go, I wanted to give you a chance, well, first of all, to deliver um, a last message to my listeners, but I would love for you to also deliver a message in Spanish as well so that way they can hear what your Spanish-speaking voice sounds like for your Yes, podcast. of course. Yay. So um, before anything, I would like to thank you, Melissa, for making our experience much better and inspiring me to help others just like you have helped me. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. Yeah, you've helped me feel like I am not alone. I feel like every time I listen to you, I have a friend that's going through the same things I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And for my Spanish-speaking listeners, me gustaría invitarlos a escuchar Mi Familia Ensamblada para que conozcan un poco más de nuestra historia y los recursos que nos han ayudado a convertir a nuestra experiencia de ensamblar nuestra familia más fácil. Los espero cada semana con nuevos temas y herramientas para tu familia Gracias, Melissa, por la invitación. Hasta pronto. Thank you so much for that, Rosa, and for the listeners. Be sure to support Rosa. Check out her show. And if you know people that are Spanish-speaking, please share the show with them because she needs to get her message out. And um, I appreciate all of you helping us out with that. Thank you so much for listening. And Rosa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Melissa. I'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.